We're having open and honest conversations about mental health and well-being. We should talk about it with Myra Ansari on Wave Now. And thank you so much for joining us here for We Should Talk About It. I'm Myra Ansari with Dr. Stephen Taylor from UofL Health Peace Hospital. And today uh, we're talking about um, something that um, uh, I wanted to open the conversation about because I've had a, a very good friend of mine lose her partner suddenly. And um, it just has sparked so many emotions, uh, and the biggest one is shock because it was an unexpected mm -hmm. death, and um, it, it's been so hard to process because this person was picture of healthy. So yeah. it's just kind of hard to wrap our brains around this type of loss that's sudden. Maybe you all are experiencing that if you've lost someone that you were not prepared. I don't think anyone has ever prepared to lose someone, but when uh, you lose someone, say, to um, an act of violence or an accident or a sudden health issue, it's hard to process. It's yeah. different compared yeah, to, absolutely. I know that you are sick and mm -hmm. it's time. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, loss and grief and death are such huge topics and such, I mean, they're, they're a facet of life. It's a part of our everyday lives. But it's just very hard for us to experience and process it and to deal with it. As you were talking, I was thinking of this movie. You remember the actor Tim Curry, the, the actor who was um, in... Uh, um, um, oh, what's that famous... I'm not sure. <laughs> 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 My mind is going blank. Uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay, okay. okay right. So he was the one that was like the main character in that, right? Okay. So anyway, he was in another movie, and he's he and his wife have gotten, uh, they're going to get divorced, but she can't tell her family they're going to get divorced. So they have to pretend like they're still together. They go to this family. It's a group that's awake, and uh, she's like, just make small talk, and he's terrible at it. Mm -hmm. And he says, the first words he says are, death, the great equalizer. And she's thinking, um, a little smaller. Yes. And, you know, death is a hard topic for us to have a conversation about. It's just a very, very difficult for us to, to, to cover it and to approach it. It's very painful. Grief is a terrible thing for us to experience, but it's something we all experience. Mm -hmm. But like you were saying at the beginning with a friend of yours who just suddenly loses somebody, it's such a huge shock. Nobody prepares for that. Mm -hmm. It's one thing to have somebody who's sick and we can prepare for it. It's another thing to lose somebody just out of the blue, somebody yeah. especially that we think is healthy. Exactly. And, you know, uh, Dr. Taylor, you brought up a good point. When someone, say, is ill and they're in pain, you know, oftentimes we think, when they pass, okay, they're in a better place, right? Right? They're they're no longer in pain. It can also be a sense of, mm -hmm. uh, of relief, not yeah. to sound crude or anything or, or, or heartless, but if you know someone's hurting, you kind of know, okay, the pain is over for them. And you can you feel some relief. Feel some relief. The thing about loss and death and grief is it's such a complicated emotional experience. There's a lot that we feel uh, when we lose somebody, and it's important to make space for all those feelings. There is the pain of the loss. There is the hurt. There is the loneliness. There is the isolation that we 
we feel. There can be relief. That can be part of what we feel. And we can feel very guilty about that feeling, like we're not supposed to feel that or we're bad people for feeling that way. Mm -hmm. But those are all parts of grief. It's all part of the bereavement. It's all part of what we as human beings experience. And we need to allow it, at the very least, allow ourselves room to experience all those feelings. And, you know, losing someone, um, if you've lost someone and you want to share something about your loved one, please share it in our comments. Uh, maybe a, uh, how you've I've dealt with it, maybe a positive thing about your loved one. Mm -hmm. Would love for to give you this opportunity to maybe let out some of those feelings. Because sure. it is important, you know, and I told my friend, uh, it's going to be okay, but it's okay if it's not okay, you know? Right. Yeah. You know, it's okay if you don't feel okay. And you're talking about making space for feelings, too. That's so important. You know, make space for yourself to have your own feelings. But if you want to think, what can I do for somebody who's lost someone, making space for them is a big thing we can do. Mm -hmm. give, give them room to feel what they feel and talk about what they talk about. Or give them room not to say anything mm -hmm. and be able to be in that room with yeah. them. That's important. And that's one of the questions I asked Dr. Taylor this morning when we were just sitting and chatting because I was telling him, I was like, I just didn't know what to say to her. And, you know, she's a good friend of mine. And right. I wanted to say something that was meaningful, that would mm -hmm. help her. Right. And nothing was like coming out of my mouth or my brain. And I right. felt so bad afterwards. Yeah, well, I was sure. like, why didn't I say something that mattered? Well, being there mattered. And mm -hmm. that's, that's what we need to keep in mind. Our just being there is what matters. Mm -hmm. You know, we get this feeling that sometimes we're supposed to be like the Hollywood movie and do this great soliloquy and have this wonderful yeah. speech that sort of encapsulates life and brings it all together and then the violins start playing and then there's a fade to the sunrise mm -hmm. or something you know that that's very hollywood yeah. but it's not the way the world really is yeah. it's not the way experience really is um, just being there is what matters. And it's the little things that we do that add up to make something big. Mm -hmm. How much of uh, when dealing with sudden loss, like the emotions that we feel, I would think that every emotion is a valid sure. emotion. But what are some of the common feelings, like if you're trying to understand what someone's going through right now, yeah. what are some things that we should remind ourselves what people are feeling? Well, there's going to be anger for the loss. There's going to be shock. There's going to be feeling pretty numb at first and just not knowing that they are feeling anything. And, you know, I think we can make it worse by saying, well, tell me what you're feeling. You know, they, they may not know what they feel at that moment. Mm. Um, you know, and uh, feeling angry, feeling hurt, feeling lost. Uh, feeling that like they can't make it, like they're, how are they going to? How do they go? How mm -hmm. do they go forward? Mm -hmm. how, how are they going to pay their bills? How are they going to make it through life? Mm -hmm. There's so many feelings that can be flooding their mind, at, you know, at the beginning, and just to give them space to process it and to be a. a available as a listener mm -hmm. to help them process that. I, I think that's important. I think one of the other feelings that people feel when they've suddenly lost somebody is guilt, right? For sure. You know, I could have done something. I should have been there. I should have been there. <clears throat> right, as um, if somehow the whole world will be different if you did something different. Mm -hmm. It's a it's part of the it's part of the grieving process. You know, we think of grieving as a sort of a staged process, which is a little true and untrue at the same time. I mean, we do get angry. It's part of grieving. We do bargain. That's part of what we do when we grieve. We do 
feel some denial. That's part of what we experience when we grieve. We do have some acceptance. That is part of grieving. We do move on. That is part of grieving. But we don't do those in steps. You know, that's not something that happens in a stepwise fashion. How does it happen? It's, it, it's all at once. You know, there can be moments when we think, that door's gonna open, then they're gonna come through the doorway. At the same time, we're just angry about it all. Mm -hmm. At the same time, we're thinking, you know, I'll, I'll be a better person, I'll do this, if only that. You know, we do a lot of bargaining. We do it all at the same time. It's not like, oh, I'm in the bargaining phase. So this is the period where I'm gonna be like making deals with God to make it go away. Oh, now I'm in the anger phase. This is the part where I'm just going to be angry all the time. It can go from one feeling to the other. Yeah, suddenly. Course. Yeah, absolutely. It's okay. like being in. It's like being in the middle of a tornado. Sure, and you know, I, sometimes that person may be laughing, remembering sure. something, or yeah. you know, I notice like when we're all sitting there trying to make that person feel better. You know, one minute we can be laughing, and then one minute it's dead silence. Right. And it's yeah. just you know, it's, you're right. I didn't think about it that way. That it can be all of it. It's all at once. All at once. Yeah. What was that movie, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, or something like that? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like that. You know, it's all happening all at one time. So we, we feel that all that way, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, when folks come to you who deal with sudden loss, what's something that you tell them, Dr. Taylor? What's something that is a common thing that you feel that your patients say to you? Yeah, I mean, part of it is what we're talking about here, you know, making room for you to have your feelings, whatever they are, and that there isn't a proper way you're supposed to have your feelings. Your feelings are what you feel. And talking about it and making room for it is what's important. I think sometimes people have this fear of, of losing the memory of the person they lost. You know, and that somehow holding on to the grief is a way of holding on to the person. And it can also be a way of keeping them from continuing to live their lives. Mm -hmm. Because one of the tragic realities of grief is that grief is the recognition that you are living your life in the absence of somebody mm -hmm. that you've lost. Yeah. And that is part of what grief is. Um, we have a question uh, here from uh, a viewer, Nancy Spencer. Um, she said, we just lost a 21-year-old grandson. Nancy, I am so incredibly mm -hmm. sorry for your loss. Um, I, I'm sure that has to be devastating for you. Um, she said, everyone is lost. How do we comfort one another without stepping out of boundaries? That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, there's so much in there. Yeah, Nancy. Nancy, I share that um, I share that tragedy. That's that's a terrible loss, and I am so very sorry for that loss. Um, she asked a question about how they. Um, how do you comfort one another without stepping out of boundaries? Yeah, I mean, there's so much to unpack in that. I'm yeah. not sure, you know, what Nancy's thoughts are there, or what the stepping out of boundaries might represent. But being close and being available to each other is important. Um, you can't. You can't force someone else to process their grief. Maybe that's part of what she's talking about with the boundaries. And you can't force someone to process the way you process. That's definitely true. Everybody's going to do it differently. It's good. It's it's an individual process mm -hmm. for individuals. It's not a it's not a sort of blanket thing that we sort of all do the same way. And Nancy, I don't know if this will help with your question, but you know, I I sometimes you know wonder how do you help um, that person. Um, move forward, go out and do things, do things like eat, do things like going outside, do things like the basic things that 
right. we need you to, you know, you need to do to function. Yeah, and what you're kind of talking about is taking care of yourself. Yeah. You know, how do you begin to take care of yourself again? And it's hard to put the focus on yourself when you lose something and it's so tragic. The loss of a 21-year-old is a tragedy. Very much, yeah. Um, the loss of anyone is a tragedy, but to lose someone so young um, is, is very, very painful. Mm -hmm. And... Um, yeah, you know, I think it's one of those things where you you are the encourager, and I think um, you how know, do you do that without being pushy, without uh, annoying the person? Like, say, did you eat? Can, can I get you something right, to eat? Right. I know that everybody has brought you all this food, but I need you to eat. I yeah, need you to eat, yeah, eat a little something without yeah. being so like. Without being like, put, you don't want to grab the spoon and say, "Here, here eat this." Yes, yeah. exactly. Put, put this in your mouth yes. and eat it. Go, please take a shower. Yeah. It'll help you feel better. Right. You know, just little things like that. Well, and I think little things is the key. You know, encouraging the little things. You're not saying, okay, let's clean the house and get rid of all the stuff and move on. That that's a pretty big thing. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, brush your hair, or let, let me brush your hair yes. if that's the way the friendship is, mm -hmm. or um, take a shower. Yeah, brush your teeth. Mm -hmm. You know, something that's small and doesn't require a lot of effort to sort of engage in self-care and begin to get self-care to be a piece of it. it. That is important. It is important for us to take care of ourselves, but it can feel overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Small things are much easier. You know, mm -hmm. Here's a roll. Yeah. You, I, don't, you don't have to eat this whole plate of food, but here's... Just take a bite. Take a bite. Take a bite. Yeah. Um, and, and, I, and I understand that because that's, um, Nancy, I, I do hope that we answered your question. If we didn't, please um, ask for some clarity and, and maybe we can help you. Because I know how that feels like when you want someone, you just want to make sure, sure they're okay. And, you know, when someone's dealing with grief, they may not be thinking about themselves. They right. may not, they're not sleeping well, right. they're not eating, they're not doing the things that they, drinking water, doing, yeah. you know, just yeah. things that they need to do. Right. And you can do some of those things to help. You know, if there's a laundry basket full of laundry, you can go wash their clothes. I don't think that they're going to say, stop doing that. Mm -hmm. But that's, that's helpful. It makes the place feel different. Mm -hmm. And those things can be helpful. Yeah. You know, help pick up the dishes after, after the wake or something like that. Mm -hmm. Those are all things that mean a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I know some t we were talking about this, you know, just the simple fact of being there for your, for your person. Mm -hmm. um, you don't have to say sometimes something. If they want to say something, you just listen. And yeah, just be there. It's yeah. okay to be there. You're not there to make it better. How are you going to make it better? Right? Don't, but don't we all want to do we that? We do. We, of course we want that to happen. But our job is not to erase the pain. Our job is to be with them and to let them know that we're there with them. That's mm -hmm. important. Mm -hmm. How This is going to sound like a very stupid question, but like... And everybody is different, but like, at what point do you, um, after you've lost something, and it is such a tragic loss, such a sudden loss, do you, is it is, I don't want to say appropriate because I don't I don't, but like, at what point do you just start to pick up and move forward? I mean, that's that's an answer that everyone answers for themselves. You know, how do you, when do you pick up and go? When do you start moving forward? It's so, it's so individual and so much a part of each person's experience. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess I would say, you know, you just know when you know. Mm -hmm. um, and we can Is there be in, guilt with that? 
I think sure, for sure. Because, like, again, the grief, the bereavement, the grieving is living your life in the absence of having someone with you. Mm -hmm. And so that is moving on. Mm -hmm. You know, the moving on is painful. It is painful. Uh, but it's a part, it is a part of the grieving process. And, and I think another aspect of all of this that we didn't talk about is that, you know, losing someone at any time is um, hard, but uh, you losing someone around the holidays is really, really hard. You know, that has to be a little tougher. Um, Nancy wrote, blame is a big part of this. Mm -hmm. Dad found him. My daughter, his mom is so torn. Yeah. I'm so sorry, Nancy. Yeah. I, I know that's got to be so tough. There's so much pain in that. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, blame. It's right because we. Who are we gonna? Somebody did this. Somebody has to have done this to us. Mm -hmm. And so to find some place to blame, someone to blame, is a way of dispelling all that. Or why didn't I do? This is my fault. Right. You blame yourself. Yeah. Like why didn't I push so and so to go to the doctor? Yeah. Why didn't I check out the car? Right. Why didn't I? Right. Why did I tell him to go to the store for me? Exactly. When this happened, exactly. yeah. There's so many things. It's my fault. It's, it's your fault. fault. Or somebody else did this. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it blame can be a way of trying to dispel our own feelings about it and remove the intensity of it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important not to blame anybody mm -hmm. to be able to tolerate holding the feelings for ourselves helps our helps our other people mm -hmm. tolerate it for themselves so if you're if you're with a friend and you don't know what to say well part of what you're doing that's so helpful is you're holding the feelings too mm -hmm. and you're not finding someone dependent on mm -hmm. I think an, another thing um, is you know what would my loved one want me to do hmm. would they want mm -hmm. me to um, sit here and be uh, let myself go into a right. deep depression. Right. Would they want me to uh, smile when I say their name? Would they want me to remember mm -hmm. the happy things? Sure. How much of that can help us get up and move? Well, it helps us hold on to them for ourselves in a way, right? We're, we're keeping them with us. And there's some comfort in knowing that we aren't letting go of them even though we're moving on, that we're not forgetting about them or forgetting who they are. And part of remembering who they are is remembering who they really were as people. And, you know, if the person really was somebody who liked to make jokes and wanted you to laugh and wanted you to be happy, then that part of that person stays with you too. Mm -hmm. That's what they would want. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it's much more complicated, I imagine, and I think is true, if it's somebody with whom you had a very difficult, strained relationship and then you lose them. Mm -hmm. I think there's a, a different kind of grief and a different kind of pain in that. That's true. You know, if there was sort of something incomplete in the relationship and something was broken in it, that makes it very difficult to let go of and to move on. Yeah. Because they weren't really a complete person person in your mind. And I think that makes that a very challenging thing. But if it if you had a kind of a full relationship with the person, it does make it a little bit easier. Not that it ever is easy, but it does make it less painful if you can hold on to the good parts of them too at sure. the same time. How do you go through the holidays? It's not easy, you know, you imagine the, the holiday table with the empty chair, you know, how, how does one process that? It's very difficult to move into a family gathering where somebody isn't with you. I think it's important for everyone there to remember that space, we need space for that lost person to think about them, to remember them, to grieve them. 
in the presence of all the other things that we're doing. You know, there could be children and children's children there that are exciting and fun and playful, and we can enjoy that. But I think there needs to be room for us still to hold on to the pain of the loss and not try to sweep it under the rug. Mm. It's going to be there. It's going to be there. Yeah. So we don't want it to turn into one of those uh, tragic plays where family members are climbing over the table to attack each other because we can't process the feelings in any other way. Yeah. How important is it to, um, okay, she has, Nancy has another question. Nancy, I appreciate everything that you're putting out here because I think there are probably a lot of people mm -hmm. in your boat. So you're very brave and I appreciate you asking these questions. She says, how do I help his nine-year-old brother cope? He says he can't focus on anything but his brother. That's, yeah. that's yeah. a good question. It is a good question. And I think making room for the nine-year-old to feel his feelings and talk about them. Yeah. Because for yeah. a nine-year-old to wrap their brain around. It's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, you help him by listening and being there for him. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't answer his questions and make him not think about it anymore. But you can be there and hear him and hear what he's saying and meet him where he's at. That's that's all you can do. Yeah. And the pain's going to be there. It's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, gosh, I feel like, Dr. Taylor, we could talk about this f forever because uh, this is something that a lot of folks are going through. Well, that's what we all go through. Yeah. You know, it's a part of our lives. It's a part of life. Mm -hmm. It's a tragedy when it's somebody so young, as in Nancy's case. Mm -hmm. But death is something that we all deal with. It's a part of who we are. It's hard to let it's hard to let the conversation go because we all want to make everyone feel better. That's mm -hmm. that's what we want. We yeah. want we want to make that happen. But with uh, with grief and loss, you can't make it go away. You can't just make it feel better. But it can feel better by allowing space for people to talk and feel and express what's going on with them and to hear them and understand what they're saying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Should, is any, a, a big no-no? <laughs> I know that sounds kind of silly, but anything you should not do? Yeah, don't tell parents they can just have another kid. That is, that is not a good thing to do. Yeah, that is not a good right. thing, no. Don't tell everybody that, oh, it's just, it'll be better tomorrow. I mean, may or may not. And don't make promises you can't keep. You can't, um, you know, I'm going to make this better for you. Well... Maybe in some ways, but you can't make it go away. Mm -hmm. And so I think the main thing is to keep in mind that we can't make the feeling go away for ourselves or for the people who are suffering the loss. And the best thing we can be is to be there. Yeah. Don't tell somebody else that they'll find somebody else. You know, like if, it, if they were <clears throat> deeply in love with this person, you know, there's right. you're still young. You'll find someone else. Right. You know, I've heard that before, and exactly. it's just like, yeah. oh my god, why would you say that? Yeah. You know, right? Which, not... which, which, on a very fundamental level, may be true. Yes, but it's but... not, not where we are right now. Yeah, that's not where we are in this moment. So yeah. let's not try to get away from it. And I think the tendency to, for someone to say oh, you'll, you'll find someone else, it'll be a brighter day, is a way of them not wanting to hold on to the feeling. And so part of what we do, I think that's the most important thing we can do for the people who are grieving, is to be able to tolerate the feeling with them and mm. stay in it with them. That, ah. Uh, you know, You hit it thing. right there. Yeah. Is feeling, allowing, I think that, oh, gosh, that makes me, because I, yeah. yeah, feeling it with them. Yeah, we've got to stay in it. And if we can stay in it with them, that's the, that's the biggest help we can be for them. Yeah, yeah. That's the most we can do. Okay. Dr. Taylor, is there anything I did not ask you? 
Well, I just would just reiterate that. Stay with them. Mm -hmm. Stay with the feeling and don't let it go. And that's the most we can do to help. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, thank you, Nancy. Um, she said, thank you. God is great. We are um, the chances that this can, uh, came, what are the chances that this came today? Nancy, I am so glad mm -hmm. that we were there for you. Um, and I pray for your family. Um, and I, again, so sorry about this horrible loss for you. And I know there's a lot of people feeling those feelings um, right now. And it's it's very hard. And I think, like you said, Dr. Taylor, we just want to be there to help one another, make sure. it all go away. But you brought up so many good points today that you can't make some of the things go away, but right. you can just be there for that person. That's right. Yep. Yeah. All right. Always love talking to you. Yeah, you too. And thank you for helping me right now. Well, I'm glad. Okay. All right. I'm Myra and sorry with Dr. Stephen Taylor. Have a wonderful day.